Welcome to Outwit Out, Play Out Pod, the podcast where fire takes represent your life. I'm Isaac. I'm Kayla. And we're here to talk about the finale of Survivor Season 44, an absolute banger season. Kayla, the tribe has spoken, but we have not. What is your fire take from this week's episode? Casting is king. I realize that now that we've had a little bit of a distance, Jeff has enjoyed this season. Mm-hmm. The castaways have all had nothing but amazing positive things to say. I don't listen to the Twitter literati, but if I did, I'm sure they have amazing things to say. And your two co-hosts had a great time and do agree, it's an absolute banger of a season. So I have to give it out to the producers for choosing people who had a little bit of narrative, a little bit of story to give where needed, but who were just generally wonderful and kind and excited to play Survivor and above all else could get along with other people. Because I think if you have people who don't have that skill and then you take away their food and water and put them out in the sun, they're going to get real cranky real fast. Vibes are going to be low. It's going to be terrible. And you're going to feel it. You're going to feel when they're hungry and tired. And there were many times this season where Jeff made references to that. But we as the viewers didn't feel it at all. And they even speak so highly about castaways who got voted out very early. And I just think that's telling that they really all meshed and we felt that as a viewer so shout out to the survivor producers i hope all of your ctas to get people to apply are actually working um because you deserve a big pool so i just want to narrate for the listeners what is happening here since this is not a visual medium i am slowly pulling my flint out of my pocket that jeff gave me on day one I am with like a really cool move. I'm tossing it behind my back to Kayla, giving her the opportunity to pull out her machete, add a few sparks to her fire takes. The flame grows even higher. Casting is king is the fire take of this season. Your co-host does not need to elaborate on that point. This is a people first pod. (laughs) This is a people first pod. Uh, And I 100% agree that I will take good casting over basically any quality of Survivor season. Is this the best Survivor season of all time? No. I don't want to sort of like overemphasize on this take, but I don't know that we've had a better mix of personalities. I mean, there are like seven people this season who I would be totally happy and excited about seeing on return seasons of Survivor. And like, we're not here to complain. Like if you, if you're meeting that threshold of the casting being that quality, like you've got a deep bench. So congratulations, everyone who had a hand in Survivor season 44. We had fun. Okay, pod listeners, as you might have gathered from several weeks of this podcast, I am typically what we'd like to call the color commentator. So true. And Isaac really keeps us on the straight and narrow, make sure the listeners are engaged, we have a real plot, we've done some preparation. This is um, a role that cannot be overstated how important <laughs> it is and that I usually do not participate in. But this week... This week, friends, I am taking the reins of this podcast, and I'm sure it'll be a wild ride. It's called Freaky Friday. (laughs) We're doing a little little switcheroo here on the rolls. The first one or the um, Jamie Lynn Curtis one? I've only seen the first one as far as I know. Question mark, question mark, question mark. You haven't seen the Lindsay Lohan one? 
Oh, no. Oh, wait. Lindsay Lohan is in the first one? No. Okay. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> we'll save this for another day. Yeah. Um, there's clearly some media that my co-host has missed. All right. So we're jumping right in to cast reactions. We've had a little bit of time since the finale and have gotten some great bits from the castaways who are clearly on a string of media hits. So I'm going to share some things that they've said. And okay. you're just going to give... A little reaction. I'm excited. Okay. Jamie, mm-hmm. when asked who her biggest ally was on the beach, who do you think she said? Okay. Um, I'm going to say, I'm probably wrong. I'm going to say Matthew. Why do you say that? I say Matthew because she was so surprised when Jeff revealed that Matthew was the one who planted a fake idol that she never learned was fake that I just like thought her whole heart must have been in the Matthew relationship because it was broken live on air. Okay, I see how you got there. Yeah. The answer is Kane. What? Yes. She said that Kane and her were actually playing like a really tight-knit game and that... Was the game Survivor or Dungeons and Dragons? (laughs) You didn't have to do her like that. Um, And I will say they were also asked, all the castaways, who they would want to be stuck on Ponderosa with. Okay. And Kane... No. ...said Matt. But Jamie... Okay. said Kane and wax poetic for like a really long time. So are you totally reevaluating your opinion of Kane, the nerd who you've hated on relentlessly throughout our entire season? I think he might have some redeeming qualities is all I'm saying. So generous of you. Like, he, wow. He was playing Dungeons and Dragons on Ponderosa though. And I do think that. No, he like, wasn't? Yes. He was teaching people how to play D&D whilst on his little like island honestly respect i am a total board game like i i love board games i've never gotten into dungeons and dragons but i have come up to the very precipice the edge i was looking over the edge of the cliff ready to play dungeons and dragons i had my little uh paper cutouts of like the characters who would move around the board i yeah i i still to this day own a dungeons and dragons starter set i'm sort of coming clean live on air on the podcast i'm shocked my (laughs) co-host's face is something to behold but yeah so i've always had mad respect for kane and i'm glad that that's validated by his fellow contestants on survivor he's a great guy anyway (laughs) (laughs) moving on another jamie fun fact okay who was her sleeper friend on the island when we got to like final six so like your lauren's your um jam your jam jams your carson's um, who was she not working with but actually friends with oh that's an interesting question i would guess carson i think that's a reasonable guess yeah because he's just a social butterfly everyone gets along with him no one dislikes him wrong. but Do you i'm want wrong guess oh god um Jam Jam? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Heidi. I did not get the vibe that they even liked each other. She said that they were never working together the whole time. Both of them put votes on the other person. But there was a reward challenge, which was not shown on air, where they won a fish. And Jamie and Heidi, like, scaled this fish together and bonded. There was a whole ass reward challenge? There was a whole ass reward challenge that we didn't even see. Didn't even know about. This is why I'm excited for 90-minute Survivor. The content is overflowing. They can't fit it in the show. It's ridiculous. I will say this made me feel a little, um, I was like, oh, my God. They're all on this island for 24 hours, and it 
we're really only seeing a snippet and I did feel a little like producer punk to the max because I was like they're friends and I'm reading all of these um interviews with them and they're all like we're great friends we're doing this and that together outside and I was like you really are living whole lives that we don't see on that island and are making real deep connections with totally people. like I want Survivor to be more like the Hunger Games you get the sense uh. that with the Hunger Games in that world that there is a 24-7 live stream. Yes. And they have cameras everywhere over like a 50-acre area. And you just tune in your board and you get like a live feed of Katniss like shooting a squirrel with her crossbow or whatever. And you're like, great, I got my entertainment for the day. Like I want, I want live Survivor. Forget, okay, this is my fire take. Forget <laughs> network television. Survivor on Twitch. I knew you were going to bring up a Twitch stream. <laughs> Isaac has been on this like Twitch kick. <laughs> I just think it's the future of entertainment, but CBS producers close your ears. <laughs> okay. So that takes us to the vote reactions. Uh-huh. Who did Heidi think she was going to get votes from that she didn't? That she didn't. Remind me who she did get her vote she from. She got her vote from Danny. Okay. Okay. Um, who did she think she had in the bag? Hmm. I mean... My first guess, which I feel like is kind of obvious, would be Lauren, just because they were working together until the very end. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am gathering from your body language that I am wrong about that. Or maybe I'm right. Okay, locking in final answer, locking Lauren. Locking in final answer, Lauren? Um, no. Okay. She thought anyone who was previously on Soka uh-huh. that she would have gotten their vote. So can we talk about this, like... Tribe loyalty in terms of like shaping who you vote for. Yeah, I think this is an unhinged take. I completely (laughs) agree. It's like fate slash Jeff Probst throws you together. Why is there any reason that you strangers who surely you've developed some amount of affection for each other, like, you know, you've been on the same team, so I get the camaraderie of it all. But like, I'm not casting my vote for someone who... You know, I drew a rock out of a bag and then I was lived with them for 10 days. That's right. ridiculous. It's um, like people who have weddings and are like, do I need to invite my college roommate who I no mm. longer speak to? Okay. And the answer is no. You no. absolutely don't need to invite No, because some admissions officer said you two would get along and now you live <laughs> together in college. I completely agree. It's ridiculous. <laughs> okay. This brings us to Jam Jam. Yeah. Jam Jam, in his interviews... I think was being a little humble. Okay. He said I wasn't sure I would get the votes, but there were moments where he said I could tell what I was saying was really connecting with folks. Yeah. He could tell he was eating. Yeah. And it might have came out on top. But he did say Mm -hmm. that if this person was in the final three, it may have been closer. Name this person. I mean, Carson would have beaten him, so I don't think he's going to say Carson. Um, Did he say Lauren? Ladies and gentlemen, it was Carson. Oh. What? (laughs) Wait, did did Jeff do some... He never did, like, a... I I love it when Jeff does in the reunion. He's like, if so-and-so had made it to the final three, would you have voted for them? I don't think he did that I don't think he did that in this one. I assumed that Carson would have won, because... Carolyn and Jam Jam at Final Three both attributed a lot of their success to making an early alliance with Carson. So my sense was that the jury felt that Carson they like Carson would have cleaned up if he had made it to the Final Three. But you're saying Jam Jam thinks it would have been closer, but 
ultimately he still would have pulled it out the dub. Jim Jam, please call in yeah. if I am mischaracterizing you, but I felt from this interview okay. that he thinks he may have still had it in the bag. I mean, Jam Jam has unparalleled social skills. I really can't think. Carson, like, everyone was like, oh my gosh, he's my son, you know? It was very earnest, like, I'm rooting for you vibes. Jam Jam, I was like, the social acumen was so, so high. So I think he would have given Carson a run for his money. I don't think he would have just gotten one vote, but ultimately, I've got to think Carson would have pulled it out. Am I hearing from you that you would have given your vote to Carson had you been on this jury? Yes. (gasps) Not, I don't think it would have been a tough call. You would have been like, hands down, my money's on the NASA engineer. Based on what we heard Carolyn and Jam Jam say at final three, I just feel like Carson was even more at the center of it all than the edit led us to believe. And the edit, like, the edit, he got a good edit. Like, he's got he a great edit. Yeah, he seemed like he was, like, the sort of mastermind behind the chess game. But I, I honestly think, if anything, they understated his influence on the game. That's just my gut. That's my gut That's feeling. That's your gut? They yeah. gave him a really bad edit toward the end. That's true. I felt... Yeah. I w- it became unclear to me what he was doing besides keeping Jam Jam and Carolyn together. And I think that was just them reverse engineering from the final three. They're like, we don't need to spend a lot of time setting up Carson because Carson isn't mm. ultimately going to make it. So that's why I'm sort of like, I just have this gut feeling that Carson was like a Cochrane-level strategist who we just didn't <laughs> see celebrated to the same degree. Not a deep... Cochrane is the archetype of Carson's character. I think that's pretty fair. He's also the archety- archetype of my character. There you go. Clear. I was like, just say you see yourself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right now. That's all I'm trying to say. All right, so I thought for another segment we could do a Rorschach test. And what I mean by that is I'm going to throw out a word and you're going to give me the character, the relationship, anything that you think of associated with Survivor Season 44 that comes to mind. Are you ready for this segment? I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay, first one, I'm going to throw a couple softballs right out of the gates. I'm going to say love. Jam Jam and Carolyn. What? (laughs) Yes! Matt, I know you're expecting me to say Matt and Frank. Oh my god, she shook the me. The real love story is Jam Jam and Carolyn. Okay. Jam Jam said that he would go on another CBS amazing show, The Amazing Race, yeah. with Carolyn and traverse the world with her. That would be so fun. That I would honestly, be so fun. I don't like The Amazing Race, but I would 100% tune in just to see that. That's a terrible take. The Amazing Race is an amazing show. I don't like shows about logistics. It's like, I don't want to like relive my nightmare of like getting to the airport on time <laughs> During my life, they don't even idol. do that anymore post COVID. Oh, really? Yeah. What do they do? They're on private jets because COVID. No. I'm not even playing with you. This oh, well, now the fun. show even sunk even lower in my estimation. <laughs> They're just chartering jets around the world. Yeah. This is just lifestyles of the rich and famous. It's not the amazing race. That's absolutely un- Now we're never going to get sponsored. What? Amazing <laughs> Race was in the cards as a sponsor? It's a CBS program. Okay, fine. Um, well, I'm going to throw out the obvious answer here and say Matt and Franny. True love. Uh, it was beautiful. We all saw it. The showman, I mean, one of the most notable showmances in Survivor history. I know we did have, we have had Survivor marriages, so we'll see if we get there. But I would be disappointed if by the end of, I'll make a prediction here. By the end of our next podcast analyzing the next season of Survivor, Matt and Franny are going to be engaged. I don't even think what? that's a hot take. Come on, I've never seen. Are you seen serious? Such, I've never seen such chemistry on screen. They they're already like road tripping. Like I'm sure they live together by now. We just don't, I don't know think about they it. They do. We'll see. Mm. You heard it here first, folks. 
Let's throw out the next keyword in our Rorschach test, friendship. Now, I have to say, my answer to this was <laughs> Carolyn and Jam Jam. So Kayla is scrambling That's love, here. baby. Yeah, okay. What's the friendship vibes? The friendship vibe is Danny and Heidi. Okay. I think they were true to this. He gave her that vote at he the did. end when it counted. Yeah. And they've said nothing about positive things about each other. And like the jujitsu to CrossFit overlap feels like it might be a circle in my mind. Who knows nothing really about either. Agreed. Okay. That's a good take. Next Rorschach test, enemies. Oh boy. I will say that a weakness of this season was I, I feel like there weren't very many like bitter, bitter rivalries. No. So I don't know who enemies, who would I nominate as enemies? Dang. It's Carson and whoever, whatever gave Carson food poisoning. <laughs> oh. Fair. Fair. Okay. And based on the fact that you sort of expanded the definition of what enemies could mean during this segment, I'm going to go with me versus the medieval theme at Tribal <laughs> Council. Perfect. Because I just have like so many questions and zero answers and I'm just really sorry about that. Like, you, Jeff, you couldn't give us one tortured metaphor about like the chink in the armor being your social game or like you just gave us nothing. I need a little immunity idol hidden in the bottom of a chess piece. Please. I, a hundred freaking percent. Like Chekhov like talks about leaving the gun on the table, you gotta shoot the gun. Like, what happens with this chessboard? Nothing. Zero things happened. Was one of those, was like the rook and immunity idol? They literally had, the producers had to have some intention behind it that they just like was never realized. I have no understanding of what's going on. Um, why don't we move to our next one? Desperation. Who or what was giving you desperate vibes this season? Carolyn at every immunity yeah. challenge ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, when she was in the net. In the net? Oh no, it was, was terrible. And Jeff's always so nice to you when you're in the net because yeah. <laughs> it's just a terrible place to be. He's like, Carolyn, keep rolling. And Carolyn's like, ah. Carolyn was stuck in that net. I didn't think she was ever going to leave. I'm going to say my nomination for desperation is whoever comes up with the slogans for the sanctuary. <laughs> the sanctuary where good things happen you were reaching you were desperate you were late on your deadline you were like jeff needs me to give five ideas now and the only <laughs> idea you could come up with was the most generic one i've ever heard and honestly this just makes me crave the days when survivor had like corporate sponsors <laughs> because i would have taken the sanctuary as we've said before sponsored by ihop i would have taken them sponsored by tga fridays outback steakhouse charmin call them up charmin why not why not yeah yeah. Um, so yeah, we, we, we got to work on that a little bit. Why don't we move to our next Rorschach test, unhinged. Hmm. This is a hard one. It's kind of hard. I don't want to say Carolyn because like the difference between being unhinged and true to yourself, I feel like is one of the most profound moral lessons we got from this season. Because I will say, like, similar to a Franny, like I'm a little bit inspired by Carolyn and just like being her true self all the, all the time. And so to stigmatize that is unhinged is something that I would never dream of doing, so. I have one. Okay, go for it. Whenever any of the challenge winners tried to have a physical interaction with Jeff Probst. Oh my God. <laughs> Biggest advice to future contestants on Survivor, accept the immunity necklace, leave. 
Don't, don't touch him. No, do not try to dap him up. Do not try to hug him. If he's handing you an immunity necklace, he's not trying to give you a fist bump. He is handing you an immunity necklace. That is a great take. I love that. That's the fire take of, of this episode and the season, potentially. Oh. Finally, survivalist. This is like an underappreciated term in this new era of Survivor. But like at the end of the day, they are freaking starving. And they do have to like to some degree survive and take care of their biological functions. So I'll throw out mine first, I guess. I'm going to go with Heidi. I honestly think that like Heidi was like starting fires and caring for the tribe. And she sets the record at the fire making contest to get into final three. So I think she had like some real skills to offer that just didn't get that much camera time from a survivalist perspective. Matthew, when he flew too close to the sun and fell off that... Oh, Matthew. That... Maybe his name was Matt. What were we calling him? He was Matthew. He was Matthew. Matthew. Yeah. And fell off that thing and almost bust his head. I know. And Bruce is getting a a second chance on next season. I hope we see Matthew again because he was like fully there for the adventure and his heart was broken. Like, I hope he's okay because his heart was broken having to be medevaced. I have a few meta survivor questions. Love a meta question. About how you feel about the direction of the show, where it's been, where it's going. Oh man, there's a lot right now. Okay. So we're now four seasons in to the condensed Mm -hmm. season. Yeah. What are your feelings? I don't care. Oh. My strong feeling is I do not care how much they are, how long they are on the island. As I've expressed many times, they have more content than they know what to do with. So there is no I have absolutely no objections to them sort of from a budgetary perspective or just what's feasible shortening the season of Survivor. Now, I will say I've listened to a few Survivor podcasts including some takes from former contestants on Survivor who feel that it is like the most blasphemous thing ever that Survivor is not as long Why as it they say used that? to be. I don't know. They just think like the purity of the show or the experience. I don't know whether it's from a survivalism perspective or what, or just how long you're away from society and your family. But I feel like they've also tried to balance out the fact that the Survivor experience is shorter with the fact that they don't give them anything. They used yes. to just get a big bag of rice. A now thing they of don't. rice and it went moldy yeah. half the time. Right. Ugh. Yeah, so I, I have absolutely no problem with length of time. What about you? I think it's a hot take. Really? Yeah. So what's your perspective? No, I agree. Okay, okay. <laughs> we were told by our listeners that we're supposed to disagree more. It's not going great. No, it really isn't. We're too aligned. Yeah, I'm fine with the 26-day season. I also think from like a casting perspective, who the hell can get 40 days off? And right. that's so limited to... People with, like, jobs that have non-traditional hours, like waiters, some people in the medical field, I feel like, maybe. Wait. (laughs) Nurses. Slow down. You're concerned that Survivor might be excluding too many waiters and doctors? No, I just think that, like... (laughs) You're very limited by who you can get. I agree. And also people who are in a financial situation. To, to right, where it's like, I need to work. Yeah. Therefore, I, agree. <laughs> I can't come and play Survivor for the hopes of winning a million dollars or some SIA money. Zero problem <laughs> with that. Yeah. And so I'm like, a shorter season, This it's still long, but let's call it 30 days with like the, little over 30 days with the 
quarantine on either end. True, uh, yeah. Whatever. That's like at least reasonable where there's a world where you could add your maybe some PTO, some unpaid leave, or just take some time off your day job without financial ruin in this economy. And I'm like, you know what? I'm for that. Survivors for the people. Yeah, agreed. Strong agree. Okay, great. So we're pro 26 day season. Have you watched the preview of next season? I have watched it. I only watched it once and it's been a minute. What are your thoughts? I am told. Yeah. We are bringing back the auction. <laughs> which oh, shit. we have talked about multiple times yeah. on this pod about being auction fans. Do you think it's going to be the auction we all knew and love or do you think there's going to be a twist? And if so, can you predict the twist? Okay, I do want to sort of like zoom out for a second and say one thing. One survivor concept that Jeff put on the table and was like all but committed to was a notion of introducing like an economy into the game where there was like a currency that you could earn and people like started with it and you could use it to like buy advantages or like, so basically expanding (laughs) out the auction concept, the scope of the whole season. So I just want to say that as like an initial note, like Jeff has some interest in making Survivor a social experiment to the degree to which like money is changing hands. Do you remember the show Kid Nation? No, is that like a Nickelodeon thing? No, this was on CBS and it was only one season because I literally think it was illegal where they had all of these kids basically run an old western town and they all had little jobs and would have to like... It's called child labor? (laughs) Yes, literally. And it was such a mess and it was my favorite show and I applied (laughs) to be on it. No! I applied to be on it. And I was disqualified because my uncle worked for CBS as, like, a cameraman. And they were like, you cannot be on this this show. But this was my dream, was to be on Wait, but you heard back from them. I did hear back from them. Was this a video application? No. Written? Just some writing. My mom helped me write it. Like, I was a child. Okay. (laughs) If enough listeners write in, we will release the secret application (laughs) of Kayla's effort to be on a CBS Survivor-esque reality show. No question. That is an amazing story. Also, can your uncle or whoever who works for CBS get you on Survivor? Damn. Sure can't, but he has a whole bunch of Emmys. What? Yeah. (laughs) Sounds like a celebrity guest for next season. Let's make it happen. Good Lord. Okay, I truly forget how we got to this place. We are here for the Survivor auction. We're excited for it to make a return to the season. Great. Um, Do you think there's going to be twists or turns? In the auction or in In the auction. Uh, Yes. (laughs) Both? Both. Like in terms of like departures from the style of previous auctions? Departures from the style, yeah. Or do you think new things might be in the mix? I mean... I honestly don't overcomplicate it, in my opinion. Like, the simplicity of people, like, groaning when they bought a grasshopper and they wanted a donut <laughs> is like, yeah. Keep I it just right love there. It. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't need to be more complicated than that. Okay. Do you remember Jeff, at the end of the finale, was kind of like, okay, there's this fake immunity idol and we might put it in next season and people won't know if it's real oh. or fake. What were your thoughts about that? Was he serious? Was this just like a bit? Did he plant that? Where are we going with 
Just the real the, fake hidden immunity idol. The real fake, yeah. Real fake is a good term. I mean, I assume that they're going to do it next season because I feel like typically in the back-to-back seasons with the short break in between. They're like, run it again. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And I also think that they feel like you're not giving a fair shot to the twist you've introduced unless you have a larger sample size, mm-hmm. which is really fair. Because one of the sort of great tragedies of this season, which could have put it over the top to becoming like one of the best ever Survivor seasons, in my opinion, or at least top 10, would have been if these fake idols actually got played and ended up having an impact on the game. If any idols or advantages got played, like the batting average right now for things producers introduce into the game actually having an impact on the game is so low. So even though it might seem lazy to some, I'd be totally fine with them just like running it back, the whole fake idol shtick, and maybe next season it's like actually super interesting. You never know. Okay. Yeah. That's their next season. You want to talk about our next season? Our next season of this podcast? Of this podcast. Wow. Season two, baby. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. <laughs> You're here to hear first. This is our official announcement that we are coming back for season two. Yay. And we're going to make this more official. Isaac, tell the listeners some ideas that we're cooking up. Uh, question mark. Uh, brain went blank. Um, yeah, I, I think we have some ideas in terms of promoting the podcast to a fan base that is larger than our extended families. Uh, we, who knows? We could have a social presence. I think I'll have to negotiate a little bit with my co-host to make that happen. I've just been negotiating a social presence. We'll see. But I think we have a good, strong basis here. I mean, bottom line, I found this experience quite fun. I mean, I love Survivor and talking about TV shows is like like what I like to do. It's like what I enjoy in my free time. So why not just hit record on GarageBand and turn it into a podcast? Where did you think episode one? Yeah. Did you think we were going to finish the season? Did you Ooh. think, like, were you like, okay, this is just something we'll try. Yeah. And if it fizzles out, it fizzles. Or were you like, I'm making it to the end no matter if my co-host is crazy or not. I think I... Well, well, <laughs> Crazy co-host was never really on my radar as a factor. I think that I was too afraid to look beyond the current episode. (laughs) and issue. there is no future, only today. Yes, I really lived in the moment. And the fact that we can look back now and we have a full body of work. I mean, look, if this podcast becomes even more of a real thing than it is today, which technically it is a real thing, it's available on your favorite podcasting app. Rank us five, five stars. Um, yeah, then like, yeah, this is the thing and we should keep running with it. I love that. I yeah. want to say thank you to all of our listeners. Of so which, true. Honestly, there are many. Yeah. And your downloads do not go unseen. Yeah, they and don't. I'm so happy you've spent the season with us. This has been just a little treat. Um, mm. I'll give a little piece of personal information. Both of your co-hosts are Leos. Yes. So do what you want with that. Yeah, I feel like that's important context for the listeners. Um, All right, folks. Well, as Kayla said, we will be back. And we're excited. I feel like we could even end up doing like a preseason preview of the next season of Survivor. So you'll be hearing from us soon, I hope. Well, folks, rate us five stars on your favorite podcasting app. We really appreciate you tuning in. Feel free to send us feedback if sort of thoughts come in between seasons. There's always a pretty good chance that you'll hear your commentary on air when we return. And as always, the tribe has spoken. And so have we.